Hi! Welcome back to Season 3 of Meta Minutes, your bite-sized pieces of the Metaverse. Uh, my name is Rene from Reply, and today we're going to talk about Mixed Reality First Responder Training. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Uh, but it will be pretty awesome because we have a special expert guest today and also a fellow Microsoft MVP, Joost van Schaik. Hi, Joost, and welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm fine, Renee. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, and I'm looking forward to our conversation because you you built some pretty amazing stuff here. But uh, before we talk about this, um, tell us a little bit first about yourself and as your background as it relates to you know all things developing metaverse, AR, VR, and so on. Okay. Yeah. Well, my name is Joost van Schaik. That no uh, outsider of the Netherlands can actually pronounce properly. That's not like saying, <laughs> but I. Have a horrible, difficult name. Uh, AK Local Yoast. I'm currently a senior software mixed reality architect. I work at uh, Velikus, a Dutch startup, indeed specializing in health and safety training using mixed reality. Uh, the function title is something I had I made up myself. I am a software developer. I've been a developer all my life for like 30 plus years. Uh, most of the time I worked in geographical information systems. I did some mobile development and at the MVP summit of 2015, I fell in love with HoloLens. And the rest is history. I'm a fanatical blogger, and I think I gained some notoriety in the field of mixed reality since I started blogging. So, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. And and folks, uh, like if you're if you're a developer, like you gotta check out Yoast blog. Um, what is the what is the blog address? Is it local Yoast or what is it? Uh, local host local Yoast at GitHub.io. Indeed, yeah. check it out because there's so much amazing content. And I have to tell you, like you know, when I when I sometimes was looking for a certain topic, like how to do this with Unity or how to develop that kind of stuff, uh, you just go to your favorite search engine and oftentimes you find a blog post from Yoast uh, being the answer. And so kudos for that, first of all. You're welcome. Uh, well, let's dive into today's topic, um, which is all about, of course, the metaverse, but then also first responder training. But the first question I usually ask, it's a simple but also a complex question. So what is the metaverse for you and where do you see the potential? Yeah, well, it is indeed, I think, actually a very complex question. I mean, the metaverse is now a very overloaded term. It means about everything from VR, AR, mixed reality, almost everything you do that's not on a flat screen, but in 3D. Uh, as to how we're going to use the metaverse, uh, the ultimate view is, of course, the, the Ready Player One uh, thing, where people can meet as if they are... Um, really together. I don't think we're there. I don't think we will be there for, for, for some foreseeable future because you will need something like reliable holoportation, like the stuff you worked on, I think, but then even more souped up and without all kinds of special cameras and stuff. However, I think the, like we call metaverse stuff, uh, I think it's very suitable to um, collaborate in a limited way. I don't think uh, a C-level executives will meet each other with headsets on. But I remember, the, I don't know if you were you there, the very first MVP summit that got caught by the um, COVID pandemic, then we couldn't meet as mixed reality uh, MVPs. So we pivoted very quickly into a, a you know, virtual meeting. And it was like, well, it's not like real, but it was close enough, especially in those scary times. So for that kind of things, you can like metaverse thing, but metaverse things, 
but uh, yeah, working on my desk all day with a HoloLens on or a mixed reality device or virtual reality device, I don't see that happen. But yeah, like for training stuff, if you call that metaverse-like things, what we, I think Microsoft calls that the industrial metaverse, whatever, also a blanket term. Yeah, I think we should concentrate first on the low-hanging fruit, like have people assist on, have people be assisted, getting assisted, I'm sorry, <laughs> um, learning stuff. And you know, with the advent of uh, ever smarter devices and ever smarter AI, this becomes more uh, feasible every day. Yeah, yeah that is more or less my thoughts about the, the metaverse. Understood. Uh, well, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a pretty much a loaded term and, you know, everyone has their own definition and, exactly. uh, yeah, it's still very much in flux what's, what's ongoing. But, um, I think also what you were saying about the, the kind of holoportation or like being like fully present, um, I, I tend to agree, although I have to say, um, I wasn't a big fan of avatars, but they also have that charm, especially, for folks that can express them with their true self, if you will, right? It provides opportunities to oh, sure. for this. And and also, especially if you look at the younger generations, uh, we're both we're both the older guys, if you will, in that, in that sense. Uh, like Generation Z is totally attracted to that. Um, and they even buy virtual fashion and, and whatnot. So yeah, sometimes yeah, I have true. to scratch my head as well, like what's, what's ongoing. But um, well, that's... Uh, that's the thing, but yeah, like you're saying, I think there's it's it's going to happen, but it might just take longer than most people anticipate. Um, that's the thing, and also it's not only Meta, right? Because like a lot of people, when they hear about the MetaWorks, they think about Meta as a company, and uh, pretty clever by Meta, you know, to to plant that seed in, in people's heads. But uh, it's much much more, right? It's a uh, you have all these exactly. diverse platforms, uh, which also need to, of course, interoperable. They need to be interoperable with each other, which we also don't have yet. Uh, yeah. But but things are being worked on. And uh, yeah, anyhow, let's talk actually about the solution. I already uh, kind of mentioned a little bit in the beginning for first responder training. And yes. so can you please tell us about, first of all, the, the challenges with a classic first responder training and which basically gave the motivation to develop your solution with like a mixed reality first responder training solution. And so, you know, what are the challenges with classic training? How is your solution improving this? And of course, explain all about the solution, what it does. Okay, well, we have uh, two solutions. One learns you CPR basically uh, from the ground up. So if you've never done CPR, you can actually learn it from scratch. And that was especially, of course, prevalent uh, in the COVID times when it was very hard to get some, um, yeah, to come together to do some training. The only thing is need a HoloLens and a, and a mannequin and you can get, get going. CPR is, is what exactly? What's the term for? Uh, CPR, yeah, uh, CPR, um, yeah. Well, would you re reanimation, resuscitation, I don't know exactly the English word, where you try uh, chest compressions to bring a heart that's uh, defilibrating, so not working properly, yeah. to beat again. Uh, when somebody gets a heart attack in the street, you have like two minutes to start responding. If you don't have like chest compressions and uh, the kiss of life within um, five or six minutes, you might as well, you, you, if the person survives that at all, you will basically end up with a houseplant. And if it, uh, if it's 10 minutes after the heart stopped working properly, you might as well take the, call the undertaker. So that's CPR. 
So you can learn that from scratch. And we also have uh, a solution that allows you to um, um, deal with, fi with, with fires, basically house slash office fires, small fires. If there is a very big fire, you call the fire brigade, <laughs> of course. Yeah. But if there's something small. And then the important thing there is to uh, act, act quickly and decisively. We have to learn that to people. Um, and especially uh, find the right uh, tool for the right job for instance if you see a um a the, the classical example is you see a grease fire and every every everyone's reaction to a fire is throw water on it well if you do that on a grease fire you get some really spectacular results <laughs> if you're lucky you're you survive it very lucky you have to be you will at least run your all these things you cannot really especially you cannot train that for real if you now have cpr training you go to a it's very pretend there is a, a doll like the thing behind me that's lying on the floor. That's all you get. And you have the compression. There is an app that says you're doing well or you're doing not. There is a trainer who tells you what to do. And the whole thing you have to imagine. With fires, it's even worse because most fires are way too um, dangerous to do in real life. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you have to simulate it usually with gas fires. And sometimes they light of a, a block of wood it takes a long time to fire yeah. get to fire and if you douse it it's you cannot relight it again so there is very little it's very hard to train people properly to recognize all kinds of different fires because there's a lot more to it than you think <laughs> i can see that yeah so th those are the challenges uh yeah and um now yeah that's how we improve i mean with all with our uh, cpr training you can train as long as hard as you will uh, are, it's like set up as a game first you have to watch the explanations say the tutorial then you have to train with like you're taken by the hand yeah. the third level is like you um, uh, yeah the third level is like you have to do it but only with hints if you um, hesitate and finally you can literally do exam and then you will be recognized at least by the Dutch uh, authorities as a certified uh, CPR uh, Nice. So, so um, just just to make very clear, so how does it work? The people put on a Microsoft Hololens two, and then yes. and so then basically they see the the real like for the CPR training, they see the real doll, kind of the the training doll, and and on, on top of it with the Hololens with the augmentation, uh, you see these instruction sets and and uh, multiple other things, right? We, we you see even more. You see you don't see. We position exactly over the doll a complete virtual victim. So with everything drawn, it's, who is, that is unconscious and that actually if you move stuff, the head moves with it. You get a, a full-blown AED. You can try it as long as you want. And the doll actually only works as a uh, something to give you some, phys some physical um, feedback on that you're actually going deep enough because we can see the hand tracking is not... Uh, accurate enough to see if you're actually pressing five or seven seconds centimeters down. It's not that accurate, especially if you go you go like two beats per second. So we need the doll for that. It's connected to Bluetooth with Bluetooth. Ah, okay. So so the the doll is Bluetooth enabled, and that also um, you integrate that as a, as a feedback kind of in the uh, in the uh, mixed reality experience. Correct. You this see awesome. like you see like a floating gouge that goes up like a thermometer that goes up and down your this is your rhythm this you oh you're too far now you can see it's like a uh, a simple old uh, uh thermometer with it with a tube it's like that 
Got it. Got it. And and so and you what you were saying is uh, like once people went through that, let's say first like CPR mixed reality training. I don't know what what you call it, but if once people went through this, um, you can basically then uh, get a certification. Like uh, you're yeah. officially yeah. certified. Awesome. Yeah, that's, but that's, that's only really in the Netherlands now. We're working for other countries, but the, it's, uh, that takes a lot of red tape to work through. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. But that's that's amazing, actually. Yeah. And, and um, the other one is for the fire training. What is that? Yeah, How does training, that work? Yeah. You also put on the whole lens, and then you put on the whole lens, and then you. Um, well, you say, well, where do you want to have a fire? And you can you can choose between five fires, or if you do exam, we. Uh, present them to you in random order you have to uh, fit to get the right response so you can actually we support five fires i think uh, a a we have the standard solid substance we have a grease fire we have a liquid fire so there is a burning puddle of something on the ground we have an electrical fire and i think i forgot one now yet oh of course the grease fire yes <laughs> that's actually that has two uh, two uh, variants if you place it higher for instance on a real furnace you only get a burning pan if you place it on the ground you will get a complete furnace with pan so you can actually do mixed reality here this is of course some of our customers actually work work in kitchens give their training in kitchen and want to do good now you can choose from four uh, virtual extinguishers a co2 a uh, extinguisher foam, a uh, water hose, and a lid. And I can tell you any of the other things you... Um, the, what's the lid for? On, that's what you put on the burning frying pan. That's the only way to safely extinguish it. Any other extinguisher won't work. That's the best case. And the worst case scenario is you will get the giant fireball, which actually the HoloLens will show. Uh, really cool because it... Uh, goes up and against the against the, uh, the 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 ceiling down again o over the walls. It, it looked like you're, yeah, with a giant uh, wow. explosion. Yeah, that's impressive. So you have like a a, a true fire simulation in the end there, which yes. Um, yes. even even uses the particles of the, uh, well, it's even a physics based particle simulation in the end that uses the spatial understanding of the whole lens yeah. to to it's... basically bounce off the real world room. So it's uh, yeah, quite just you want to get it as realistic as possible, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the smoke from the other fires does that as well. You can all do f f funny things like if you apply water to a burning puddle, it will actually uh, the fire will actually get bigger and you will be notified if you did wrong. <laughs> nice. Nice. This is, uh, this the fun, is the fun thing is we made uh, the only thing that uh, a fireman said was yeah the problem is you don't get the physical weight of a fire extinguisher so we uh, made contact with a company that makes uh, fire uh, uh, fake fire extinguishers that work over network UDP and you can see them here behind me I think this is actually this looks like a they are very heavy so I let them stand um, these these are actually a fake. Um, uh, foam extinguisher and a fake uh, CO2 extinguisher and if you hold them on you actually see yeah in, in their original train you only see a light cone coming from it but with, we, we tweak a little bit the hand tracking you should actually CO2 out coming out of it as if you were heard, holding the virtual extinguisher we just turn off the model and use the hand tracking <laughs> this is pretty amazing so another yeah. integration with a, with a real world device that 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 provides you the haptics, right? The whole kind of also when you can press a button and so on. I think this is actually very important to make it more realistic. Um, then you basically in the end just simulate the fire, uh, but you yeah. have the, the right hardware that you would use in a real fire situation too. And I think this is a really important piece for people to memorize the, the right steps to do it. Also to press certain buttons on 
on it to enable it. I don't know. I guess they're locked and you have to open to actually. Yeah, exactly. There are pins in it. There's a safety pin in it. You have to, the, 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 the top extinguisher has a dead man, has a dead man switch. You have to first press the, uh, you have to remember how the, how these things work. And basically I only have like two or three minutes when a house, a house fire or an office fire is discovered because things tend to get out of hand very quickly. Yeah. Oh, this is this is awesome actually i love this because this this is not just shiny you're not just using like these devices like a whole lens for you know shiny bright things if you will and and demos and visualization but actually true production and potentially life-changing trainings um yeah. this is awesome this is uh i love this uh, awesome yeah um so yeah, current status and, and what's the plan for the future potentially mm. Maybe you can just, uh, if you can talk about it, I, I don't want to oh, yeah. well, any, the, any the, NDA the, or so. No, no. Well, the, the, the fire uh, are we now extinguished. There is also the, the point we want to learn people, some fires simply you shouldn't be extinguishing. If it's big, you just shoot the hell out of there. So that we are now uh, trying to go people with a proper procedure. Something is on fire. You smoke from out of a... Yeah. Well, the, the, the most stupidest thing you can do if you suspect to have a fire in an offer is to open the door indiscriminately. Because if the fire has been going on for a while, then uh, probably you will add oxygen to an almost uh, extinguished fire using like, you do the door open, you will probably be greeted by a giant wall of flame and you will be, uh, if, if it were a game, you were like, you, will, you would see an ash skeleton coming down. Yeah. So that's what we're now working on. And for CPR, yeah, well... Um, trying to make it uh, add some features like uh, like adding there is new one victim a single male victim and that's it and we want wow. to have more different victims which gives all kinds of um, increasing diversity understand. yeah at least but that also makes it more complex because well one of the things if somebody is the filibrate is is his heart is not working properly you should when the heart doesn't start you should apply the electrodes of the AED. But for that, you need to remove the upper clothing. And then, especially when you're dealing with the USA, things get a bit tricky if you're trying to get a female character in there. Ah, yeah, I understand. You see where we go. So we have to thread carefully there. But that's not so much a technical challenge as more like a cultural challenge, if I might call it that way. Yeah, I fully get it. Well, again, a very impressive solution. And, um, uh, well, I hope if I have to take one of these... Trainings again, and will be with your solution. But let well, me I ask. Think, huh? I think I, s- I sent you a QR code where you can at least play with play with fire. <laughs> I I definitely like that's also yeah full disclosure. Actually, you sent me the app over for the the fire training, and I was trying it out here here in the house, and it was pretty amazing. Um, like I also had some of my kids try it out, and they were oh, like, cool. oh no, there's a fire! It's like yeah. So this was awesome. But actually, it's it's quite challenging to finish the training because it's not just like a game or faking it. You have, actually have to do things and you have to learn it and apply it. And that makes it quite challenging. But mm. um, no, great solution. Uh, what what I also wanted to ask you, you know, we, we have the HoloLens, which provides these see-through um, vision, basically. You have these transparent lenses, just like we both are wearing glasses, right? You have these like special lenses, special displays, if you will. Uh, where you can still see the real world through it, see through, right? Um, plus augmentation of virtual objects on top of it. And that's, um, that's of course, with special optics like waveguides and so on. But what we also see um, right now is an influx of uh, virtual reality headsets that have so-called pass-through. 
So basically what they do is they take the, the camera image from the outside facing cameras of the headset and project that picture inside of the headset on the displays. And then the augmentation happens on top of that. And that's the, a lot of um, new devices, VR devices have this enabled, even with so-called color pass-through. So you can actually see it all in color. And um, yeah, what, what do you think about this? Would this also be working for your solution? Like these kind of, I sometimes call them modern VR devices or, or MR devices, not really, but you know, this pass-through stuff, would that also be a solution or rather not? Uh, well, full disclosure, I'm actually experimenting with it. You may, ha you may have seen yesterday that I actually, um, um, one of my old HoloLens apps, I have had revamped that uh, for HoloLens so it can support more uh, um, airfields. And now it, uh, I also made a version that's, that worked on the Quest with Pastel. Yeah. That's an experiment to see if that's possible. Uh, what makes this interesting is these devices are way cheaper. I mean, you can do this on the Quest 2. And with the problem with the Quest 2 is that you have to... Um, yeah, we're both with glass wearers. And uh, you can do this distance holder, but your glasses fog, off over, fog over really quickly. So you can apply some stuff to it that like divers use to prevent that, but that doesn't really work. Uh, I have being lucky enough to test out one quest pro and although yeah the image is it, it's still early days i think um what i was very surprised by that actually it uses more or less the same way as a hololens it's not on your glasses it's way before your glasses and the sides are open just like with hololens now this is of course detrimental to a vr experience but this is actually beneficial <laughs> to an ar experience yeah. so um, they might be possible for, like I said, for what I would call more low-end uh, things. The problem with it is that um, you're still dealing with things like camera lag. So where the HoloLens and Waveguide technology, if I call it, would actually project uh, HoloLenses in reality. Uh, there, there are only actually two devices who can do that. Okay. Uh, HoloLens and Magic Leap, and Magic Leap that's close on your eyes, so you can't wear it with glasses. So HoloLens is a unique device. Um, you will never. Ex oh, I have in all my times that I and I have done hundreds, if not thousands, of HoloLens demos. I think I have heard one or two people complain about motion sickness. Yeah. If you put on a VR headset. Uh, my wife lo loves to play with uh, with the Hololens, but she gets sick within sick within ten minutes of wearing any VR device. Yeah. This is a problem they need to solve before the you can get wide adoption. Otherwise, it will stay a geeky device. Yeah. However, if you are not moving very fast, yeah, it might be possible. Also, these devices are cheaper, so for people who can't pay for a full HoloLens, which is still 30 days under dollars. And I think the Magic Leap is even way more expensive. Then, yeah, you can use um, a, a mixed reality, yeah, see-through mixed reality devices. I was actually uh, pretty surprised that the, the Quest Pro looked pretty good. I mean, it's, yeah, let's say, it does a, HoloLens has a lot of stuff it can't do. I mean, it doesn't see depth. So the weird, the weird stuff is you cannot do occlusion. So you see your the, the, all, all the thing. If I place the fire here too far away, it will lick against the wall, the wall or even disappear in it. 
the Quest can do that. So you get these weird, it's kind of VR, but not really <laughs> effects. Yeah. And, um, but I certainly think it's an interesting uh, way to try. I mean, I would be lying if I say if I, if, I, if I wasn't interested, especially since the, yeah, you know, Unity is pretty, we build our apps in Unity, it's pretty universal. And um, things like uh, like Fire could be, I think, pretty easily rebuilt for uh, these kind of devices. The question is, are they usable? Are they as robust? Can they stand the can they stand the heat <laughs> that's what we'll have to find out yeah no that's just um i i mean uh, i agree are you still there yeah um i fully agree okay uh i fully agree uh what you were saying it's i think it's still early days for these pass-through devices but we mm -hmm. will um get there pretty soon um yeah, the, the problem is also, like you said, the grainy camera image oftentimes, and also there are distortion issues, like the reconstruction of the yep. cameras. You have certain distortion issues. Um, but I guess this can be solved. And, and also another point, very important point that you made is latency. You need to have very, very short latency because otherwise people will get quick, uh, will get sick quickly. And the cool part about the HoloLens or in general, these see-through devices is you can still see the real world with your own eyes. There's no latency. And so even if your virtual objects stutter a little bit, um, they can basically, um, you know, it will, will come back and uh, after a few seconds, um, it will be quite nice, I think, that, um, you know, you're not stuck in it. Or how should I say it? It's, it's better to, uh, to rephrase it a little bit. Uh, but basically, like uh, your anchor, like your vision is anchored to the real world. And even if yeah. these little virtual objects with the whole lens startle a little bit and move a little bit, it's not as distracting because the real world doesn't doesn't do that. And so your brain, your vision is connected, anchored to this basically, and you don't get sick. But like you're saying, if you're in a in a VR experience, even if you have these kind of uh, pass through where it comes through it and the outside world jitters a little bit, and you have these problems um you can of course quickly get sick i have another device here which doesn't do depth corrected um pass through so in the good devices they have depth corrected pass through yeah, yeah. so the depth is, is really okay um but the other ones that are a little bit cheaper don't have depth corrected and it's it's i can totally see how this would cause people to throw up really quickly because if you hold up your hand like this it's not like that but it's like huge in front of you right so it's yeah. not depth corrected and it's very awkward um, yeah, that doesn't work. But it's just the early days, right? So we will, I'm, pr I'm pretty sure this is we will see much more in that realm. And like I was saying, it's also, of course, a different price point. And so might be suitable for certain uh, use cases, right? Yeah, well, the problem is if, 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 if you do something like, like fire with us, you, you know, you, you need, really need to see where stuff is. Yep. That's the problem. I mean, you know my app that, that projects the, ma the, the map yeah. before. If you try that in VR and you don't use the occlusion, you trip over stuff because oh, yeah. the <laughs> that's the problem uh you, you, you get vr like effects and an old lens you can say put on occlusion and all the mess i have here on the floor just sticks through the reality yeah uh, the holograms i mean yep so uh, fully agree yeah but it's uh, exciting times yes <laughs> yeah, it's always exciting times well, we are already at the end of the show. I'm sure we could talk for many more hours, but let's just leave so. it like this today because we wanted to focus on our first responder training. Um, thank you so much, Joost, for joining us today and sharing your insights. That was very much appreciated. Thank you very much for having me. I feel honored. <laughs> well, and thanks, everyone, for joining us for yet another episode of Meta Minutes.
your bite-sized pieces of the metaverse. Uh, watch our blog, follow our social media channels, and of course, you can subscribe to the series if you like to not miss any previous episodes, uh, not miss any future episodes. If you want to watch one of the previous episodes, go to reply.com and you can see it all there. Um, until then, take care and see you soon. Bye-bye.